Welcome to Japan According to Akio. Everything you wanted to know or didn't think you needed to know about Japan. With me, your host, Akio, living in Japan since 2004 and giving you the lowdown on what it's like to live in and around Tokyo. Hey, everybody. Guess who's back? It's Akio. Back with episode 54 of Japan According to Akio. Um, we have a, guess what? We got a standard length episode for you, a strong 40 something minutes, um, where I talked about cars in Japan. I actually forgot about the first topic I discussed, which is pretty bad. Oh, innovation and something else. And then, <laughs> damn it, you're gonna have to listen. I forgot what the first thing I talked about. Um, but, uh, after that, we, um, Continued with our food ranking、uh, conversation. I got in several foods this time. Um, but um, yeah, it was a pretty good podcast.、Uh, I really wish I could remember the first topic I talked about. It, I, that means I have not been doing enough podcasts because I'm completely off my game. Sorry about that. You know, it'll come up in like a few seconds anyway. But go ahead and give it a listen.、Uh, enjoy things. And I will talk to you soon. Alright, l l y'all. Enjoy. Hey, hey, hey. What's up? I'm back. I'm back. I'm back.、Um, sorry for the wait. Sorry for the delays and all that. But we're back with episode number 54 of Japan According to Akio. I'm still on semi hiatus from the show, if you know what I mean. Um, you know,、uh, I'm just doing my thing every night at two o'clock in the morning, you know. But today's a little bit different.、Uh, I kind of was like, oh wow, I should just, I had a little, I got a little bit of a gap in my schedule. I was like, okay, let me do the podcast. Basically, I was just helping my wife do something.、Um, and then I got to wake up early, a little bit early in the morning, help get everything ready so, for the day. So I was like, okay. I gotta go to sleep early. You know, it's getting kind of late. It's not that much time to really do anything productive with my work. So I was like, oh snap, let me just take this time, record a podcast, have some time to speak to you guys. Because、uh, I know it's been a while. It's been almost another month again. Gap. And please understand again,、um, during that time, I've not been slacking off. I'm literally either doing stuff with my family or working. Or coming home and working. So,、um, again, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry.、Um, wait one second. Sorry about this. I have a little computer thing that's popping off here.、Uh, okay. Sorry. I think I hit the wrong button on my wife's computer and it's trying to get me to do some stuff that I'm not trying to do. <laughs>、um, but anyway,、uh, yeah, so,、um, yeah, just been keeping myself busy.、Uh, the more, the digger I, the digger I deep, the digger the, 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 the more I dig, the deeper the hole gets. You know, I mean, not necessarily a hole, but what I mean is, You know, as I keep going,、uh, with the support of the Japanese people helping me, I, you know, I find more and more things I need to do to get my project completed, which means the deadline keeps pushing back, which means it's more late nights for me. So,、um, I don't know what I'm going to finish. <laughs> But like that, I, I don't even know what to tell them. I'm like, the people who are waiting for me to pass on my, my stuff, I'm like, I don't know. So, I just got to keep, you know, busting my ass. 
um, no one's really upset. It's just, you know, it's all on me to bring things home. So that's all. I'll just keep giving you guys updates, you know, as, as brief updates just to let you know why the podcast have been so infrequent. So. Um, but, but you know, if uh, and you know, you've also noticed, you can probably notice based on my infrequent Instagram, my non existent at this point Instagram updates as to uh, how I'm doing. If I'm not posting online or not doing stuff like that, I'm just busy, you know. Um, in my free time, like in the past, I posted on like the train and stuff like that, but for the past few months, like either if I'm on the train now. I've started studying accounting actually, so I got an accounting textbook because uh, I need to, you know, brush up on that, or or not brush up, like get more knowledge on that. So uh, I'm either studying accounting on the train because um, I bought Accounting for Dummies, which is actually a really good book. Uh, and so I, the past few few week week or so, I've been doing that. And before that, I, you know, just take some, like, me time, like, you know, surf the internet, listen to music, podcasts, stuff like that. Just, you know, a little bit of me time. Uh, or edit some videos on my phone. Or what else am I doing? Uh, taking a nap, a power nap. You know, if you haven't heard me talk. Have I talked about? Oh, maybe I haven't. Okay, I'll start the podcast off with this because... There really isn't any hard time limit for this podcast, so I'm going to try and take my time until my voice gives out or until I start getting sleepy or whatever. But um, anyway, so on the train in Tokyo, uh, one thing that I especially recently I really, really, really appreciate is how safe the train system is. And, and what I mean by that is so safe that several people and I do it myself, take naps on the train or sleep on the train like you can sleep on the train. And you don't have to worry about anyone, like, beating you up, robbing you, stealing your stuff, whatever. Like, you know, you can, like, people literally fall asleep with their phones falling on the ground, uh, sometimes with their wallets hanging out of their pockets, and no one does anything. Like, that is one of the reasons why I love living in this country. You know, so, especially now that I've been doing so many late nights and, and get kind of sleep deprived sometimes during the day, when I'm going to different places for my work, like, there's literally, like, times where it's like, I'm dragging, like, I got, like, a solid 15 minutes on the train or the sweet spot is one day out of the week, I got this 30-minute train ride that is, like, heaven, where it's just like, you know, I'm on a train that's not that crowded. I can get a nice corner seat on the train, which is ugh, it's, it's heaven. And, um, you know, I just set my alarm on my phone, uh, listen to like a motivational audio. I listen to like motivational audios and stuff like that. Um, uh, like uh, uh, some Earl Nightingale or a Les Brown might be good for you or something, something like that, you know. Uh, Napoleon Hill, something like that, and um, I'll just like you know listen to something, and um, and yeah, yeah, set my alarm and just go to sleep basically. And 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 the train is so it's great because the train schedule is so precise here. I can check on my phone exactly when I'm gonna arrive at the station, and just set my alarm, my earphone alarm for like three minutes before then. 
and literally like just sleep in you know in a corner seat like put my head against the little barrier kind of thing or sometimes bang my head against a window you know lean back whatever i want to do and yeah just sleep for about 30 either my regular commute i can either squeeze in a 50 a solid 15 minute or a 30 minute nap depending on where i'm going and wake up feeling refreshed which will get me through the next few hours which will help me push through to the night and repeat the cycle all over again so um that's one real thing about the train system in tokyo you will know to see people sleeping all over the place and you might be or not only in tokyo in japan in general and you might be like wow but there's just you know no one's gonna mess with you like no one's gonna um rob you or beat you up or pour some stuff on you or you know like do something weird to you or something like that you you so you'll see um, sometimes people are drunk but in the afternoon or early evening or whatever you know businessmen who are tired or just anyone you know, old people like you know people like me you know either just studying or sleeping or whatever i mean the train's quiet there's not really anyone yelling or talking loudly or on their phone or things like that on the train here so it's and you know the swaying rhythm of the train is so fucking nice and i especially in these past few months like i said before i've really come to appreciate my ability to get some z's on the fucking train without having to deal with any nonsense or i mean i still like kind of put my bag <laughs> like hold not clutch it but like you know just hold it in a position where it's not just all out in the open and i tend to put my um my iphone in my bag just got a habit like you know i'm just not going to just be falling asleep with my phone hanging dangling all over the place so um but i don't have to really worry about anything happening uh on the train you know so and again there's been times where i've been like ridiculously drunk like almost incapacitated like a walking zombie and i've gotten home totally safe on the train so that's why i love tokyo trains um another thing uh, that i was just watching taking a second i just finished watching the joy luck club like <laughs> i'd never seen it before but it came on japanese tv and uh i recorded it before so uh i yeah i was just like you know i was saving it for my mother-in-law you know and she watched it uh a while back and so she said it was good so i was like all right i, I don't think i watched it as a kid so i was like fine let me watch it and it was a deep movie but you know it was good so i was just finished watching that eating some snacks and whatnot and i was watching japanese news and for all you car lovers there's something interesting very Japanese. Uh, <laughs> that's coming down the pipeline. Uh, some this is some breaking news coming out of Japan, which you know, uh, it's not really big or anything, but you know, you, well, but basically, um, if you love cars, the Lexus ES three hundred, the new the new Lexus ES ES three hundred was uh, revealed here in Tokyo. And the new feature, you know, because they're kind of running out of features for cars, I guess. So uh, the new feature that they have is they decided to replace the side mirrors with cameras on the new ES300. I think the H or something like that. Um, it's an optional feature. It costs about like $2,000. And they, you know, there's like a whole... 10 minute long thing on the news explaining like why it's so much safer and how it's so much better and blah 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 and you know how it's so cool and um my first thought of course is just like like holy crap like 
yeah, that might be good technology, but if someone like side swipes your car or something like that and takes out those fucking, like one of those fucking mirrors, it's going to be a bitch to replace it. Like it was the first thought in my mind. Cause you know, in America, when I was driving, like, yeah, there's some people who might like fucking, you know, hit your car or whatever, like, you know, just on the parked on the side of the street. So I would feel kind of nervous having like an expensive, high quality ass camera dangling out of the side of my fucking car, <laughs> you know, just waiting for some idiot or like, you know, to, to do something stupid and, and take it off, you know, but whatever, that's just me. Um, but the reason why I bring it up, one, if just in case you're interested and want to put your friends on to some shit um, that's going on in Japan, and two... Stun on your friends, like oh, on the inside Tokyo Info or Japanese Info, you can do that. And two is for me, like just watching it, it, it is like, yeah, that's really Japanese. It really kind of illustrates another part of the Japanese mm, psyche, not psyche, but um, way of not way of doing things. I, mean, I can't come up with a, a good word, but um, tendency, if you will, where Japanese people are very, very, very good innovators as far as like improving on something they're good at yeah again innovating making making something a lot better and sometimes unnecessarily right like japanese companies and japanese businesses you'll notice are excellent at making the perfect ballpoint pen or something like that or innovating the fuck out of toilet paper you know taking a tv and making it like the you know most futuristic device you'll ever want to have or like a toaster oven that can do everything you know you, you know that can like change a diaper or something like that um the issue with that is uh what, what i find just as a as a you know neutral observer is that the way the world is going now, uh, you know, in the past, we didn't really have that many options and things like that. But now, like, you know, technology is kind of fluid and, and his kind of, the playing field is a bit more level. And yeah, J Japanese businesses, not all, I'm not singling out Toyota at all, because maybe that fucking mirrors is a dope idea for the future. Like, I don't know. I'm just watching it for the first time. It looked kind of weird to me. But, you know, any new thing is you're going to. Uh, meet with skepticism in the beginning but uh whatchamacallit like the problem is that the playing field has been kind of leveled so um japanese like you know other countries have access to technology and that's you know comparable to what japanese companies can do and where in my opinion a lot of japanese businesses lose is that those kind of companies like the ballpoint pin manufacturer the fucking calendar company or the fucking uh, i'm just looking at a calendar now that's why i said that or like the stuffed you know toys or you know, whatever manufacturer or, you know, kids toy manufacturer will spend so much money and so much time and all their resources, you know, innovating the fuck out of something, making like a goddamn, you know, tickle me Elmo more tickleable, <laughs> if that's a word, or, you know, making like a, a fucking, uh, toy train i'm just looking at stuff like around the room making a to making a toy uh train that could like you know respond to your you know facial expressions and and, and do different stuff related to gps and all this crap like that like yeah it's cool but 
Is it really necessary and are consumers really hungry for it is the question. In the past, like if you look like 30 years ago with like the Walkman and the Discman and the PlayStation and all this shit, like, yeah, we were hungry for it because technology was kind of taking really big leaps and bounds forward. But, you know, look at the latest fucking iPhone. Nowadays, like, it's really kind of te- technology is really inching forward, if you will. The innovation is kind of inching forward. and But Japanese businesses a lot of times really take so much stock and use so much manpower because the efficiency of companies isn't really that strong so uh is is actually shit here so you know because there's just for a lot of reasons i'm not gonna get into um but i'm not gonna get into it today but um yeah like so efficiency is not the strong point of japanese companies speed is not the uh, strength of japanese companies you know Honest opinions and, and, and groundbreaking ideas, introducing groundbreaking ideas is not the strength of Japanese companies at all. It's, it's really top down, you know, the fucking probably the head, some head dude at Toyota is like, hey, let's put a fucking camera on the fucking mirror. And nobody could tell them like that's a stupid idea or that's really unnecessary. No one can say that. And then they can invest like millions of dollars. I mean, Toyota, well, fuck it, Toyota's got it. But, but you know, no one or you know no one the point is like no one would cha- is is in the position to challenge the person who says this is a good idea you know if the idea comes from the boss or whatever no none of no people below him can really say like i don't think we should do that maybe we should do this or hey i have a completely different idea that maybe we can do that can really boost sales and push something innovative like it doesn't really work like that so um just watching that thing on Japanese TV, just I thought like you know I, I decided to um, do the podcast tonight. Just led me to that line of thought, and just think about it in the future. I, I think personally, you, you know, if you've heard my um, not uh, it sounds like doomsday predictions, but my predictions for you know. Um, what will happen in Japan in the future? I've kind of been bringing up in several episodes. I realize, you know, I don't want to sound like a, a croaker or like, you know, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, the predictor of doom or anything like that. Because I told you, I'm very optimistic. But um, just those concepts, that concept, just if you if you really focusing on what's happening in Japan, keep that in the back of your mind in the long term. And I guarantee, I, no, let me, I'm not guaranteeing shit, but, I, <laughs> but I have a feeling is going to, like, that's going to be a factor that's going to play out in the future here, of here in Japan. All right. So those are the two things that I wanted to start off with. Now, as I bring this up here, uh, Last episode, again, we talked about rotating sushi, and I told you my rotating sushi story. And so we're going to continue here uh, with the list, again, the Japanese list of uh, Japanese foods that foreign people can't get enough of. Uh, That's my twist on what is said. So I'm just going to go do, again, do as many of these as I can, and uh, it's it's a big list. But um, And then I'll get up out of here. So, number two on the list. Number one, of course, was sushi. Number two is yakiniku or Korean barbecue. Now, I don't know about you, and I don't know what the trends are in the country you are in, particularly if you're in, like, a Western country or a developed country or in the United States. 
Uh, I had when I left America, yakiniku. Um, uh, see, I'm just calling it yakiniku. Okay, it, I know in English it's Korean barbecue, but I'm calling it yakiniku. Um, yakiniku is uh, was not on my radar at all. I'd never even heard of it until like I saw it. I think in like a Hanes commercial or something like that. Uh, when I came here, yeah, because I was watching like a, a basketball game or a football game, and I think Charlie Sheen was like, "Hey, let's get some yakiniku," or or some some Korean barbecue, and that's why I was like, "Oh wow, I guess it's becoming like a trendy thing." And I read, I think that's be- it was becoming a trendy thing in the West. Um, I'm not sure if it still is. I just, I'm on an island, y'all. I have no idea. But you know, um, if you are unfamiliar with uh, Korean barbecue, basically. It's don't think barbecue. <laughs> it's just thinly sliced um, pieces of meat, beef or pork or chicken in some cases, but mainly beef. Um, sometimes you know marinating some sauce, whatever you want to flip it, and basically you grill it by yourself. So you sit at a table, and uh, you got this fucking uh, the good ones that have charcoal, charcoal grill kind of small things like about the size of like a big pot kind of depending on where you are um they do have gas ones i like the the cold grill ones and you know the staff members come and and stoke the flames and do all that shit for you change the grill bits and shit like that for you it's kind of crazy um but and yeah you basically get served raw meat and you cook the meat by yourself and you know dip it in some sauce and eat it you can also get lettuce my i would say go for the lettuce if you get the lettuce or if you're at a place that serves that serves lettuce get the lettuce make you a little lettuce wrap with the joint in there it is fucking good um there isn't really so much to say about yakiniku um in japan i think i i haven't been to korea yet uh which is pretty sad at this point <laughs> but in korea i believe they do they use metal chopsticks uh in japan we use wood chopsticks uh and some metal uh, uh tongs so yeah to kind of put the meat in and flip the meat it's it's, it's really kind of intense you gotta like it took me a while to be able to be like a grill master of korean barbecue because the meat is so thin that it cooks really fast which means it burns really fast which means you have to be on point like you know as far as like and you know but then again like there are thin slices of meat so it's it's getting distributed all quickly and then if you're not ordering you know on a regular basis especially if you got like a group of people if you're not ordering in a timely manner um you're gonna run out of meat and then if you are not attentive to the grill you're gonna burn the meat and then you know i'm drinking most of the time like you gotta so, you, so you're drinking you're putting meat on you're ordering meat you're you know eating meat like it's just like a bunch of shit going on and it can get pretty fucking intense like i sometimes forget to talk to people if i'm like in, in the grill like i might just be like silent just like working like after a while people just stop fucking talking to each other and they just like working the fucking grill and then one person like oh you can order what you want boom you know it becomes a real team effort kind of thing i think that might be why it's kind of popular here because you know if you're going with people who know what they're doing one person will just look at how many plates 
instantly grab the menu, other persons on the grill, dishing stuff out to people. And again, like I talked about uh, previously, uh, as far as like the nomikai manners go, if you're just sitting there drinking your food, eating your stuff like, wow, you're kind of an asshole. So be a, be a member, participate. Just look at how people do things. If you're a first-time yakiniku goer, look at how people do things. Um, general advice I can give is the middle part of the grill is going to be the hot part so that's where you're going to cook everything once stuff starts getting cooked you're going to transfer it to the outskirts of the grill <laughs> i feel like i'm like a fucking commentator you know you gotta move the grill you move the meat to the outskirts of the grill um so that it doesn't cook as fast you're also gonna you know you gotta make sure you get both sides of the meat of course um so you're just you're just looking for any any char you know any charred bits. If it's if I char something and I got some thongs, I'm gonna eat that charred bit. I'm gonna eat the the terrible piece because it's my fault. Um, but you know before it gets to that point, you gotta like hit, hit it over to the side and or put it on someone's plate if they're in your vicinity. It's a little bit scary, you know, because in the beginning because like the fucking your like arm is over like a hot piece of fucking shit and like you know like a hot flame basically so you gotta move with fast hands and especially like if the fire like when the oil starts hitting it if you got if you got like a um i think a gas powered one and and the, the the oil starts getting the flame sometimes the flames can get pretty fucking high and you're just like oh my gosh this shit looks like it's about to explode in my face but um you know whatever like just it's cool so um but 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 no it's good really really good restaurant going experience a lot of fun as well uh especially if you get like you know, uh tabe hodai which again is all you can eat so if you go somewhere you're hungry you got like an hour maybe two depending on not two i think like an hour um depending on the place and you can just like load up on korean barbecue and that's always good i don't recommend going Tabe uh, hodai and nomi hodai at the same time, like all you can eat and all you can drink at the same time. That's never that's a rookie mistake. Like I've um, done that in the beginning a few times, and eventually you realize like because you can't get good value of both. So and generally you're probably gonna be there for the food. So it's better to do. Uh, I mean, like, like I've, if I'm been out with like a group of friends or whatever, or it's the same thing goes for shabu shabu too, and we're just like you know, going crazy. Like uh, then uh, there have been times where we've done both, and we're just literally drinking a bunch. But I tend to separate times. Like either I'm going to drink heavily or I'm going to eat heavily. And if you're that type of person, don't do both because it it, it gets pretty r- rough. Like if you're trying, if you're just like constantly getting ordered like slices you know plates of meat and constantly beer or drinks is coming for like an hour and a half i think 90 minutes is kind of the set rate um set timing for it it gets pretty rough like about an hour and you're just like fuck you know so um i would say choose pick one uh pick one if you're hungry just go all you can eat no me uh tabe hodai and just order like a few drinks and just leave it at that but if you're trying to get like blasted go for the all you know all you can drink man um but then again if you can handle both you can handle both all right so that's that number three is ramen oh 
ramen's another deep conversation as well. Um, I don't think I've ever had a deep conversation about ramen on here, which is good, which means like we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. I feel like I've been, I can tell I haven't been doing this podcast that long um, for a while. I mean, because it's only 25 minutes in. I'm just like, fuck, I'm tired, man. Like, <laughs> I've been talking for 25 minutes in the street. Like, damn, I used to do like 40 minutes flat, flat no problem. But don't worry, I'll, I'll work myself back into it. I was just, you know, you know, you guys know. I don't need to keep talking about it. You guys know. Uh, but anyway, ramen. So if you are a ramen rookie, if you are, you know, a noodle newbie. <laughs> I impressed myself with that. Okay. <laughs> um, there are four categories of ramen that I want you to that there's uh, miso. There's which is you know miso soup miso there's shio which is salt there's uh i just went blank tonkatsu which is pork bone miso shio tonkatsu and shoyu huh uh-huh huh yeah yeah shoyu which is soy sauce okay sorry okay <laughs> so once again uh salt soy sauce pork bone and miso I generally go for pork bone or uh, salt. That's just my personal preference. Um, then you also have spicy uh, ramens as well, um, which you can... I think spicy ones are generally tonkatsu, but I'm not really sure. I don't eat ramen that that much. Again, I'm in, I'm in my 30s, pushing almost my late 30s now. But, um, but um you know in the in the past like yeah i've only had bad ramen one time in japan i don't really know what constitutes good ramen to be honest with you like my favorite ramen place closed down uh it was my in, it was in shibuya uh right next to the station in under like the train tracks um it, it, that, that's so vague i'm sorry <laughs> sorry of course i have a picture of where the place was in my mind but that's so vague but um i it was basically because it was the first ramen shop i ever i ever went to in japan and um i loved the atmosphere of the place you know it looked kind of like a trendy izakaya and it was a small place it was really cool um it was right next to the station but it was really kind of nondescript so it was never too too crowded uh and yeah i just liked it i just felt comfortable there but they closed a few years ago so um i I, it was crazy because i remember like one of my uh japanese like when i used to i used to teach uh people for this it services company which is helping me out now um in they when they were located in shibuya and one of the dudes there who i was really i'm really cool with uh, we were hanging out in Shibuya, and uh, we were gonna after we were drinking or something. It was like, let's eat some ramen. I was like, hey, my favorite ramen shop is here, and she was like, oh really? Okay, let's go. So we go there, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, this is my favorite ramen shop. And he's like, eats. He's like, it's alright. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> so honestly, I don't know for a Japanese the Japanese palate. I don't know what constitutes really good ramen. To be honest with you. Um, I know umami has something to do with it, which is kind of like the deep flavor of the food, but I just don't, you know, it's all good. I won't, like I said, I've only had bad ramen one time. It was just fucking terrible. But uh, every time I've had ramen, I've always been satisfied here. Like I could just, you can just close your eyes and pick a place and it's going to be good. Right. So 
um, the oh maybe I have I can't remember if I have talked about it, but whatever. I'll just do a quick run through of uh, what to expect if you go into a ramen place, a ramen shop. Generally, nowadays, a lot of the ramen shops I've been to has they have the vending the vending machine so they have a ticket machine so when you go into the place the first thing you do by the door is look for this big machine with a bunch of buttons a bunch of lights that's probably going to be the ticket machine right now some depending on the amount of foreign people that visit the place some places have pictures some places don't have pictures it's just really a crapshoot you know um if it's a place that has an english menu the ramen might not be that good because <laughs> because again like they might service a lot of tourists which means they might not be like you know a hardcore old school japanese ramen place meaning the ramen might just be average but average is good and is really good so the way i do it even if i can't read the rom if even if i can't read um what's going on what what i do and here's a there's a trick to it um if you can't read like hiragana or, or kanji or if there's some kanji i don't know i'll just look generally there's more than likely gonna be a picture of ramen somewhere Right, a bowl. There's gonna be a picture of a bowl of ramen somewhere in the place. You know, either advertised in the front, or when you go inside. Right. So, on that picture is gonna have the name of that ramen. So look for. You know, just focus in. You know, it's better if you if it, they have pictures inside because you can kind of compare to the picture. Um, but generally, I've kind of can read kanji well enough where if I can get a good general idea what the kanji is, remember what that kanji is, then when I go inside to the ticket machine, just look for where the kanji is, right? And then I can just order that one. And um, the price range for a basic bowl of ramen is going to be around the 700 to eight, you know, yeah, about the 700 yen range, $7 range for a basic bowl and then you have like extra stuff extra meat egg you know stuff like that you can add on for like 100 yen or 50 yen whatever depending on the place so um i mean i like to upgrade my ramen every depending on you know throw extra egg in there some more meat in there whatever 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 but the the general tip you know so that you don't look like a fucking rookie is you know uh, look around for a picture of, and like, okay, that shit looks good enough for me. And then match it with, you know, a selection on the at the vending machine. Then you can just order that. If it's going to be around like anything over 500 yen, six, 700 yen, maybe 800 yen, just order that. You're fine. Then you get your ticket, right? The ticket is going to spit out a ticket. You get your ticket, find a seat. Then you put your, the, the, the counter has two levels to it, really. So there's like the level that you eat at and then there's a higher level um, to it where like the ramen person presents stuff. So you put your ticket on the upper level of the ramen counter, basically, and the person will come over. Sometimes they'll ask you something about the the firmness of the noodles. Um, I just say futsu, which is normal noodles. I just, I don't because I don't really fucking care <laughs> like just give me some ramen like whatever and um 
if you're confused, just like, you know, just give them a confused look and then they'll just like, okay. <laughs> and, um, or you can just say futsu, uh, futsu men, uh, like normal noodles. Uh, and again, that's how much they, uh, boil the noodles because it's all based on time. It's all based on time. The temperature, the water, the time that, you know, it's really scientific. It's fucking crazy. Um, then he's going to come, the person's going to come over. Present you with the ramen on the upper level deck of the counter. Then you take it. You got to be a little bit careful. I mean, don't just grab the motherfucker one hand or willy-nilly. Willy you know, <laughs> just take it with two hands. Take your time because it's going to be filled up to the top with soup and stuff like that. And put it down uh, on the lower level of the counter. And then you can eat. You're going to look around for your chopsticks. And if there's not a spoon, you're going to need a spoon, which is a big spoon, a soup spoon. Um, don't think a regular spoon. It's a specialized spoon for it if you've never seen one. Um, and eat. The way I generally eat ramen is, uh, so of course, spoon in the left hand, chopsticks in the right hand. Uh, if in the, in the at first it's going to be hot as fuck, okay? So test it with, with the, with the uh, spoon. And when the noodle, when you want some noodles, uh, hold them on the chopsticks and support them with the fucking spoon. That's the best way to do it. Or get a little broth in the spoon. So then, boom, you're hitting the chopstick. You're hitting the noodles. Then you're immediately drinking the broth as well. That's a good combination to go to. Um, also, save your meat, save your fucking egg as much as possible because when you get down to the lower parts, if you just eat the egg and the meat, it's gonna be on top. If you just eat that shit first, like you're gonna just be only have noodles when you get down to the end, and that's really not as much fun. So hold off on the uh, noodles and the egg as much as possible, at least until halfway when you're halfway through the um, bowl. When you're finished, just put the fucking bowl back on the upper level um sometimes they have a um a little wipe rag just wipe 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 it wipe it down wipe it down <laughs> wipe down the counter a bit you know just in case you spilled shit all over the place and you, you know you can just give them a bow say go show some of this stuff um if you if you study japanese and then get the fuck out of there that's it uh, pretty simple, pretty straightforward. Again, even for me, sometimes too, if I'm going into a ramen shop I haven't been to, I still get nervous when I'm um in front of the ticket machine. So definitely, you know, have an idea what you want to order, you know, because uh, especially if it's a popular place, the ticket machine is the most nerve-wracking time for me going into a ramen shop. So yeah, that's that. All right, number four is tempura. Tempura. Tempura is deep fried shrimp and vegetables. Um, sometimes you get some fish in there too. Uh, what do I say about tempura? Um, tempura is is good. Um, depending on the quality of the place, like uh, again, it, there's some cheap tempura places where you get you know, good tempura, but it's cheap. And I've been to some really nice ones where it's just like you're like biting into a crispy cloud of like seafood heaven it's just <laughs> it's just fucking dope like so I, I don't really know what to say about that beyond that so it's just it's just really crap crap shoot but again wherever you go it's gonna be pretty good um tempura in a bento is gonna be a lot soggier than fresh tempura um 
in like a nice place, but you're gonna be satisfied with, with whatever you do have. Um, you know, they've got some some of the vegetables, peppers and, and leaves and shit and mushrooms and shit. It's all it's all good. It's just all good. Okay, just try it. You'll be fine. All right. Um, next, something actually I didn't know before I came to Japan was about sashimi. I mean, now we have the internet, so I'm sure like every a lot of people know about sashimi, but I just only knew about sushi before I came to Japan. But sashimi is just basically fish, uh, raw fish without the rice, and I didn't know Japanese people ate that. But um, it's really good, and yeah, it's just slices of raw fish, no rice on it, no nothing. It's just a fish. So you're just eating raw fish. Um, again, don't really, you don't have to worry like worry about the freshness of the fish here. Like fish is so fresh here, it's just not even. What the fuck was that? Sorry, I just. Heard Hold on one second. Let me hear. I heard a noise. Hold on. Okay. I guess. Just. Hold on. One second. Okay. Yeah, everything's cool. <laughs> I rolled up on my dog. He was like, yo, I heard that shit too. <laughs> but probably came from outside. But um, anyway, it's... Uh, sorry, excuse me. Sashimi. Um, yeah, it's good. Don't worry about the freshness. That was my number one concern before coming to Japan. Don't really worry about the freshness. Uh, you you know some of that just is fine. <laughs> I think that's my best advice I can give. I'm gonna do one more, then I'm gonna get out of here because it's almost uh, twelve thirty, and I gotta wake up early tomorrow. But um, number six on this list is karaage, which is fried chicken. Um, the way I describe it to Jap for my students is I would describe it more, a little bit better as uh, Japanese style fried chicken. Now, what I mean by that, one is boneless, so uh, it's boneless pieces of uh, fried of chicken marinated, I believe, in soy sauce or some shit. This is good though, marinated in something. And then deep fried. So the flavor is different. Um, there's no bones in it. And it's really juicy, really crispy. Um, the interesting thing, one, one thing, I, I watched a show about it. Like the way Japanese people fry stuff is different than, than they do like in America, for example. So even though a lot, of, when you hear me talk about stuff that's fried, um, it's it's fried, but it's a lot lighter and a lot less oily because they put it on this little. That's right. They put it on this little tray that kind of drains the um, that naturally drains the, the the oil off of the food. So you know, for example, I know like you know back home, like or back in the states, like when my mom fries stuff, she put it on like a paper towel. And then that's paper towel soaked up the grease. But it still kind of stays on it. But I forgot how they do it or something. But basically, you know, they put it like suspended in midair. So the oil goes completely off of the food. And it's actually fried a lot lighter and is a lot healthier um, than like Western style fried foods. So Japanese uh, kaleage or fried chicken is another thing that's really, really good. Um, fried chicken bowls is like, you know. Um, nuggets is like, uh, it's fucking, how big is that? Like, <laughs> like a fucking 
golf ball. Like, okay, it's good. It's about like a golf ball size uh, chicken, deep fried chicken nugget. It's really good. Really, 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 really good. Um, so if you see that on the izakaya menu, definitely order that too. Uh, you'll fucking fall in love with it. Never had bad karaga either. I've had really, really good, but never really bad. All right, so again, I'm going to stop there. Uh, let me just scan forward on the list. All right, we got a lot of other things to cover. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we got a lot of other things to cover. As again, um, this is probably going to continue for a few more episodes whenever the next one comes out. Uh, I'm not going to upload this tonight. I'm going to do it tomorrow just because I got more time. But, um, yeah, again, thanks, you guys, for listening. Uh, I'm happy I had some time where I could record and just be on the lookout for another random episode whenever i can sneak one in all right y'all thanks for it we got uh, we got 40 something minutes which is a normal style episode i'm pretty happy about that i think we had some good content i had fun i hope you had fun i'm looking forward to uh listening to this on the train just you know for my own personal entertainment as well um i like listening to the podcast myself uh just to see how it sounds from like you know another perspective for you know, in a new unit of time. So, uh, again, hit me up. The best way to hit me up now, since I don't really, I mean, I look at Instagram a little bit, but um, sometimes. Um, but the best way would be to, if you have any questions or anything, questions for Akil at gmail.com is probably the best way to get in contact with me, or you can DM me. Oh, by the way, before I forget, big shout out to one of our listeners. Um, I'm just, I'm not going to say any names just because, you know, it's the internet. Uh, but, uh, one of our listeners uh, contacted me, uh, on, came to Japan, uh, from Europe and, uh, we, you know, had a chance to like hang out, have dinner, talk about life and a whole bunch of stuff. It was a really great conversation, you know, had a few drinks after that. Uh, and yeah, it was, it was great. It was, um, my first time, like, you know, hanging out with someone listening to this podcast. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm talking about my life in Japan with someone, you know, it was kind of, you know, interesting experience for me, but it was really good. And I, you know, and if you're listening, I hope you had fun too. And I hope you enjoyed the rest of your trip in Japan. Um, and you, you know, anyone again, if, Hey, if you, I mean, not everyone, please like, <laughs> cause I still got shit to do, but, but you know, if you are coming or you have any questions or whatever, just, you know, give me a call or not give me a call, just hit me up. And, you know, if, if, uh, I have a chance, like, um, I'm more than happy to meet up, hang out and, you know, shoot the shit. So that was really good. And it was a really good change of pace for me as well, too. So um, thanks again. Hope you enjoyed your trip. Uh, and to the rest of you all, just if you have any questions, comments, whatever, questions, F-O-R, Akil, A-K-I-L, at gmail.com. And I'll be, you know, I'll get, it'll probably be more encouragement for me to pump out more podcasts, to be honest with you. So um, I'll try. But until next time, let me get out of here and get to bed, and I'll holler at you soon. Peace.